Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This morning on the third hour of today, remembering Lisa Marie Presley, the only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla, dying at the age of 54, just days after attending the Golden Globe Awards, the tributes and memories pouring in this morning. Then later, we're going to switch gears when Steve Kornacki stops by to preview the wild weekend ahead in the NFL. Plus, we've got big stars live in Studio 1A. John Larroquette and Melissa Rouse here talking about Night Court back in session. And Lala Anthony on the return of BMF, her hit drama inspired by a true story. Today, Friday, January 13th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Al, along with Chanel, Craig, Dylan. And we start this Friday morning with some news that really came as a shock yesterday. Lisa Marie Presley dying at the age of 54, just hours after being rushed to the hospital. The only child of Elvis Presley and his wife Priscilla. She followed her father's path into the music business. And we have NBC's Erin McLaughlin, who has a look back at her life and all the tributes coming from those who knew her. Good morning, Erin. I think we were all shocked to hear this news yesterday. Yeah, that's right, Dylan. Just days ago, Lisa Marie Presley was celebrating what would have been her dad's 88th birthday, first at her childhood home, Graceland, and later at the Golden Globes. Now the 54-year-old is gone, leaving many around the world stunned. Lisa Marie Presley, the sole daughter of rock and roll icon Elvis Presley, passed away after suffering a cardiac arrest. Overnight, a representative for her mom confirming Presley's passing in a statement, writing she and the family are shocked and devastated by the tragic death of their beloved Lisa Marie. According to a sheriff's spokesperson, medics were able to find a pulse and transported her by ambulance to the hospital where she later died. Just two days earlier, Presley was at the Golden Globes, honoring the memory of her dad and cheering on rising star Austin Butler, who portrayed Elvis in Baz Luhrmann's musical biopic. Later that evening, Butler thanking Presley and her mom in his acceptance speech. Lisa Marie, Priscilla, I love you forever. The shout out bringing Presley to tears. Earlier, Presley appearing to be unsteady during an interview on the red carpet. Yeah, I'm going to grab your arm. This past Sunday, Lisa Marie visited Graceland to help mark what would have been Elvis's 88th birthday. I think that he would be proud. I think this year has been an incredible year. I think the movie was incredible. Um, And I'm very proud of it. Overnight fans and friends reacting to the loss. John Travolta writing, I'm so sorry. I'll miss you, but I know I'll see you again. Lisa Marie, an artist in her own right, was born in 1968 to her mom, Priscilla, and her father, Elvis. His untimely death in 1977, when she was just nine years old, a defining moment that cast a long shadow over her entire life. A life marked by tragedy and addiction that often played out in the public eye. 
Lisa Marie Presley had four marriages, most famously to another pop icon, Michael Jackson. She was also briefly married to actor Nicolas Cage, before having four children with her two other husbands. Presley made multiple appearances on Today, including a performance on the plaza back in 2003. In the past, Presley was vocal about her struggles, including her battle with addiction. In 2018, while touring Graceland, she told Arjena Bush Hager, Like, I hit bottom like below bottom from where I was to just from it's pretty miraculous. I think that I've come this far. Presley later admitting she was destroyed by the 2020 suicide of her 27 year old son, Benjamin. Last August to mark National Grief Awareness Day, the mother of four penned an emotional essay writing, it's a real choice to keep going, one that I have to make every single day and one that is constantly challenging to say the least but I keep going for my girls. Lisa Marie Presley leaves behind her mother and three daughters, actress Riley Kilo, and 14-year-old twins. A family representative also telling us overnight the Presleys are grateful for the love, support, and prayers of everyone. Guys. Aaron, thank you so much. Now to the very latest in a case that has forever changed a college community. The man accused of killing four University of Idaho students appeared before a judge yesterday and tonight. Dateline is digging deeper into the investigation. Here's Keith Morrison with a preview. It began with confusion. A 911 call reporting an unconscious person in a house near the University of Idaho. And then word spread. Students were dead. Four students. Martha, a sophomore, tried to understand. Just a lot of people that were really in shock. And so we didn't know if, if it was a carbon dioxide thing. We didn't know. Soon they would. It was even worse than they imagined. The four had been stabbed to death. Madison Mogan, Ethan Chapin, Xander Kernodal, and Katie Gonzalez. Her parents, Christy and Steve, spoke to Dateline. You just feel sick. Uh, yeah, I went into complete shock. Absolute complete shock. I, I, I couldn't cry, I couldn't think. At first, police said there was no ongoing community risk. Then days later suggested there might be. What we don't know, the identity and location of the suspect, the location of the knife or any clothing that was worn by the suspect. Frightened students packed up, grieving families buried their children and waited for updates that didn't come. My husband is in contact with them every day, the FBI, Moscow, Idaho State Police, and every day he just says, nothing, babe. And I'm like, nothing? Then, three weeks after the murders, police told the public to be on the lookout for a white Hyundai Elantra. That was in the area, either during the time frame of the homicide or around the time frame of the homicide. A white car, and then more, a knife sheath, a wandering cell phone. They all led to a criminology graduate at nearby Washington State University. His name, Brian Kohlberger. He was arrested at his family home in Pennsylvania. What I can tell you is we have an individual in custody who committed these um, horrible crimes. Details about the 28-year-old suspect are still emerging. Childhood friend Casey Arntz recalled him as a shy, overweight kid. He was laughing and he was always fun around our friend group because he felt comfortable with us, which was nice. But I'm hearing from other people um, that he got bullied 
for his weight. Last week, her old schoolmate was in an Idaho courtroom to hear the charges against him. Four counts of murder in the first degree. The maximum penalty for this offense, if you were to plead guilty or be found guilty, is death or imprisonment for life. Do you understand? Yes. His lawyer in Pennsylvania told Dateline, Kohlberger expects to be exonerated. But if he's convicted, we asked the Gonsalves family. We live in Idaho, and Idaho has the death penalty. We're hopeful for that. For the death penalty? Yep. My goodness, it's haunting. That was Dateline's Keith Morrison reporting. Now let's bring in NBC's Stephanie Goss. She's in Moscow, Idaho, where the suspect went before a judge again yesterday. Now his preliminary hearing is set for June. Steph, can you quickly walk us through yesterday's appearance and then what happens next? Yeah, sure, Chanel. So Brian Koberger had the option to waive his right to a preliminary hearing. Instead, his public defender said they do want one and they want time before it happens, six months. The hearing date is set for June 26. What's going to happen in that hearing is that the prosecution has to lay out their evidence to prove that they have enough to go to trial. This is not a trial. It is a pre-trial hearing. If they lay out that evidence, then they will have an arraignment where he will enter a plea and they will go to trial. What we will hear during that time, and it could last for a few days, is that the evidence that the prosecution has, including witnesses. We may even hear from that surviving student who says she saw the killer that night dressed in black with very characteristic bushy eyebrows. Guys, back to you. All right, a lot of eyes on this one. Stephanie Goss, thank you. And, of course, tune in to Dateline tonight for more of Keith Morrison's exclusive interviews. That's at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, right here on NBC. A special two-hour Dateline tonight. Meanwhile, back here, coming up next, we're going to take a turn. We're going to talk some football, folks. Steve Koinacki standing by at his trusty big board because <laughs> he's going to break down the matchups and the hottest teams heading into playoff weekend. Third hour of today, right back after this. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. NFL playoffs kick off tomorrow with Super Wild Card Weekend. So we called in our super expert to break yeah. down the action. NBC News national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. This is like your this is your Super Bowl season. And this is, is this the, the fun begins. Yes. So set the stage for us. Who's going head to head this weekend? Where should we be putting our money? A wild Card Weekend. Remember a couple of years ago, the NFL expanded the playoffs. So we got three days now. Three days of games starts tomorrow afternoon. The Seahawks. 
who snuck in when the Lions went into Lambeau Field and knocked off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Seahawks got that final playoff spot in the NFC. They got a tough task playing the Niners. That's the first game tomorrow. Then on NBC tomorrow night, it's going to be the Chargers and the Jaguars, two exciting teams with young quarterbacks there. A triple header on Sunday. You start with the Dolphins, the Bills. The Giants are back in the playoffs. Can you believe that? Playing in Minnesota. And then in prime time, it'll be Baltimore and Cincinnati. A rematch of a game that was just played last week. And then, yeah, how about this? Monday night, this is the new innovation here, the Monday night game the last couple years we've had this year. The Cowboys going into Tampa to play Tom Brady. Is it true that Brady's never lost to the Cowboys? Uh, I believe that is. It is also true that Tom Brady, two things this year. Number one, wins the division. He's done it almost 20 times. But this time, he is carrying into the playoffs a losing record. Ooh, unbelievable. Okay, so the first of those games, NBC, we've got uh, the Jaguars, Ravens, uh, Jaguars uh, at the Chargers. Chargers. Uh, So what can we expect from this? This is a fun matchup here because, as I say, both of these teams, young quarterbacks, the game's going to be in Jacksonville here, Duval County. Now, they've both been in the playoffs in the last five years. It feels like a lot longer. The Jags in 2017, the Chargers in 2018, and both franchises have changed since then. The Jags Jags bringing in Trevor Lawrence with the top pick last year in the NFL draft. Justin Herbert, he was the sixth pick overall a couple years ago. And now they both finally make it to the playoffs here. And the Jags, I mean, their season just completely turned around. They look lost midseason. They end up winning that AFC South. So exciting up-and-coming match. And both both quarterbacks, luxuriant hair. (laughs) (laughs) It has been commented on. (laughs) And then the Ravens-Bengals. Bengals are on fire right now. Yeah, so the Bengals have won eight in a row. Of course, they represented the AFC in last year's Super Bowl. And then they're playing a Ravens team. Look, the Ravens are in trouble here because Lamar Jackson indicated overnight the quarterback. He's not going to be playing in this game. So that, you know, is in Cincinnati. A lot going to the Bengals' favor. Absolutely. We should mention DeMar Hamlin is home recovering, but so many teams have shown their support for him. And then his team is facing off this weekend against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, Buffalo's going to host Miami. And look, you think of the weather, just the Miami going into Buffalo. Yeah. So that's going to be a tough task, but also Miami going to be without Tua, going to be without their oh, star yeah. quarterback. Rookie Skylar Thompson is going to be starting for Miami. He's, they got into the playoffs. They beat the Jets last week, but he struggled last yeah. week as a quarterback. Yeah. And so the Bills certainly, and if the Bills do get to the AFC championship game, because they had that canceled game, if it yeah. is Bills versus Chiefs, NFL says it'll be a neutral site. That yeah. neutral site okay. is going to be Atlanta. Hmm. So those two offenses could meet in a dome. They could score about 100 points Easily. if that happens. And what if Mr. Hamlin shows up on Sunday? Sunday. That would, yeah, I mean, take that to a yeah, whole a new level. Yeah, I mean, bills right yeah. now. All right. All of this gets us closer to the Super Bowl. Any yeah. fun facts Thanks, for, the, for the big game in February? Well, we got, we got a couple here. Yeah, this is the, the 18th consecutive time. There's not going to be a repeat Super Bowl champion. Uh-huh. Anybody, anybody remember the last one? No. New England Patriots, oh, 2003. Right. I, had to, I had to get that one in. And then anybody know the the Roman numerals? Remember when they started the Super Bowl all those years ago? They said it would be cool to do a Roman numeral. <laughs> what we're up to here? Now we're all confused. This 50, is 50, 55, 54? You're 57. close. 57. Boom! Oh, L-V-I-I is what that is in Roman numerals. Aye, aye, aye. We got to go. Using that. Steve Kornacki, thanks as always, awesome. man. Thank you. Thank Can you. I still play the lottery? Is yes. That still- <laughs> Super wild card weekend kicks off tomorrow, goes through Monday night, as Steve just pointed out. You can catch the Charger, <laughs> Jaguars on Saturday, Ravens, Bengals on Sunday. Coverage starts both nights, 730 on NBC and Peacock. 
All right. Well, coming up next. Thank you, Steve. Uh, It's food for thought. A couple who left their careers behind to do the unthinkable. Is it even possible to make bagels even better? Then later, here come the judge. The night court is back. We're going to catch up with stars John Larroquette and Melissa Roush. We're going to be right back. Third hour of today rolls on. We are back with our series, Food for Thought. Now, as if you need a reason to eat one, right. National Bagel Day is this Sunday. Oh, did not know that. See, there you go. Well, there's a business in upstate New York called Moonrise Bagels, run by a couple that saw a need for a twist <laughs> on the classic bagel. The result, one delicious business. Pizza, bacon, egg, and cheese, buffalo chicken. I mean, you name it, we can probably put it in a bagel. For partners Ali Chetkoff and Jeremy Rhodes, it's what's inside that counts. We didn't set out to just make stuffed bagels and to start a business. I mean, it was really something that he had an idea and then almost became bigger than us. After meeting in 2015 and falling in love, Ali and Jeremy made New York City their home. I wound up working for Union Square Hospitality Group, which is the restaurant empire that Danny Meyer built and worked in some amazing restaurants, got to learn so much about operating restaurants and like how to build them financially. I ended up doing media relations for fast growth startups. But when the pandemic hit, the couple left city life behind for Woodstock, New York. Ali likes to brag a bit because I started baking two months before the pandemic started and got a couple really great cookbooks and worked my way through those and bagels were one of those recipes. On New Year's Eve 2020, a whole new idea was born. Jeremy was making pizza dinner for New Year's Eve dinner and prepping bagels for a bagel brunch for like New Year's Day. And he made way too much sauce. And I just looked at him, I was like, what are you gonna do with all this extra sauce? And he just was like, I wonder if I could put a pizza in a bagel. It didn't quite work, but I mean, it obviously tasted delicious. And then he just became like obsessed. Jeremy experimenting for nearly six months in their tiny upstate apartment, sharing the process on Instagram. It all kind of started to to work every time I did it. Um, You know, it's just like repetition with anything. It just all started to come together. We didn't go into it thinking this was going to be something. It was just fun and friends and family enjoyed eating them until someone wanted to buy them. Soon, the couple was doing pop-ups at local bakeries. And by December 2021, Moonrise Bagels officially opened its doors. We've done over 20,000 stuffed bagels since we opened, which is pretty nuts. The menu has staples like the pizza stuffed bagel, Philly cheesesteak, and the Reuben, plus monthly and seasonal specials. The bacon, egg, and cheese is by far our best-selling flavor. The most challenging bagel to make has been the peanut butter and jelly. We're happy to say that we finally did it and it's now on our menu, but it was keeping me up at night. For April Fools this past year, we decided to take pictures of a hollowed out bagel with chips covered in salsa and see if anyone would want it. And lo and behold, people were really into it, as disgusting as the pictures looked. And it was honestly like a big testament to our brand identity that people were like, we'll try anything that you guys do. 
And while the response has been warm all around, the best part of the journey, baking it all up together. I don't think I could have done it without her. It's really fun. Like, there's a lot of challenges, but we get to do it together. So, can't complain about that. So we've been, we've been going this, out oh my to town on this. This is delicious. I've got this a bacon, egg, and cheese. Same here. I've got buffalo chicken. I've got chicken. bacon, egg, and cheese. Craig That's and I amazing. split one. Yep. You know what it is about bagels? They're they're so heavy and doughy. When right. you scoop out all the, the filling. I and put good stuff put in Good there. stuff oh in And the, great, delicious. The, the, the folks from Moonrise Bagels actually got up this morning, drove these down. Oh, that's why so they're, they're, so they're, they're fresh. warm and fresh. So Thank uh, you guys. Moonrise is, is planning to ship nationwide Ooh. this year and they're developing a franchise program to spread spread the stuffed bagel goodness great idea. all this around the country amazing they're gonna crush thank it. you guys and by the way they're good bagels uh-huh. yeah. yeah right yeah. and the step inside's good too mm. Mm. and it's all, all right over me. coming up now that we finished up i know bagels. would you guys like some bagels comedy <laughs> classic back in session john lyrica melissa roush live to tell us about the return of night court and then a little bit later look who's here Y'all look who's here. Lala! Lala! Lala Anthony! <laughs> Lab to fill us in on her show, BMF Inspired, by a true story. Third hour of today, right? Those are beautiful nails. Wow. Third hour, right back after this. <laughs> Okay, all rise. That's right. It has been 30 years since the hugely popular NBC comedy classic Night Court adjourned. But now it is back with the one and only John Larroquette reprising his Emmy-winning role as attorney Dan Fielding and Melissa Rausch, who we all love from The Big Bang Theory. She plays Abby Stone, daughter of the original Night Court judge, Harry Stone. Mm -hmm. I almost didn't recognize you with the beard. Pictures you always look so put together. Not that the beard isn't a good look. It's a great way to cover up a weird neck. Not that your neck is weird. It's, wow, look at that view. That is what sold Sarah on the place. Sarah, your wife? She was. So, what brings you to town? I moved here for a job. I am the new night court judge. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. John and Melissa are with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 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 You joke about South Carolina. We are from like right near each other in New New Jersey. Jersey. Melissa and I. Get that out there. Rival high school. Just had to put that out there. So, Um, but Melissa, talk about this. You've called it more of a new boot as more as opposed to a reboot explain how night court's going to go this time around okay yeah when we were developing the project you know i think anytime you hear the term reboot everyone sort of tenses up because you get protective of the show you love so much so when we were developing it we uh joked around that it was a new boot because it's very much the original and it pays its uh, respects to the original um but at the same time it has um this fresh new cast in addition to the wonderful john larroquette so Fans of the original will love it because there's a lot of Easter eggs and so much of the original is there, um, while new fans coming into it can also enjoy it without having knowledge of the, the original show. And John, on that note, what has it been like for you to kind of step back into the courtroom? Uh, it's it, it been an interesting and, and exciting experience. And when I was first uh, approached by it, my first thought was, <laughs> that's funny, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> that laugh that we just heard there in that clip. <laughs> but then I, then as an actor, you think, hold on a second, how often do in your career would you get a chance to look at a character you did three decades mm-hmm. earlier and be able to complete that character's arc and where is Ooh. he now in life and is he still funny? Is he, can he still walk? Mm. Um, 
And so it became interesting. And then when Melissa finally told me that at, at first when we talked, she was not going to be part of the show. Right. Her company was going to produce it. And then somewhere along the line, she decided, you know, I think I want to do it as well. And then I thought, well, I'm screwed. I got to do it now. <laughs> if Melissa's in it as well. So I love we ventured out on that on this mm. incredible adventure. I grew up watching, you know, you and Bull and, and Judge and Mac Robinson and yeah. Roz. I mean, it, it was one of my favorite shows growing up. Does Dan Fielding... Does he evolve in, in this iteration? Or is One he must, still right? You either evolve or die in well, life. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we've built a story for him that sort of explains the past three decades. He's okay. long gone from being a lawyer. Um, uh, the, the new judge finds him in a different place in his life, and he is asked to help. And because she is Harry's daughter, he feels obligated uh, not to let New York eat her alive. And mm-hmm. reluctantly, he decides to go and help her. You know, the, the interesting thing, I think, John, 30 years since the original, uh, and yet it, it's in a sense, it's not a throwback, but it's it harkens back to that day when we had multi-camera sitcoms and and an and audience enjoying it, 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 that we could all as a community kind of watch something and all bring uh, this this feeling of family, which is what I think the show really is why it's so beloved. And I found that, you know, when I when I look at my career, uh, as, as spotted as it may be with any sort of actual worth while work, oh, I stop. find that most of the time I've been an actor, I've been in front of an audience, mm. you know, almost 10 years with Night Court, almost five years with the John LaRoquette show and on and on. An audience has been there every Friday night. And I love performing in front of uh, an audience and to have that. And as Melissa as well, I mean, the you know decade or whatever she was on Big Bang, that audience participation mm. is phenomenal. It, it, it's it, what feeds us as comedians, in essence. To continue on and to have that family feeling about it is a good feeling. And there's, no, I mean, watching John in front of a live audience, it's the equivalent of watching the sitcom Olympics. That's cool. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's just, there's a magic in the air whenever you watch him perform. And I look really good audience. in those little shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And Melissa, as you're kind of building this show, I'm sure you were a fan of the original. Was there kind of added pressure, I mean, to, to put it out there? Or is it so different with just callbacks that, that you knew going forward? this this was its own you know i think there is there's definitely an added pressure i think when you're developing any show you of course want to make sure you're doing it as best as you possibly can but with this when there's there's a huge fan base for the original myself mm-hmm. included in that and um i know i would have been so pissed at myself if we messed <laughs> this up i i grew up watching this show and my i had a a little 13 inch screen tv oh. in my bedroom and i these people were my family mm-hmm. um because there was just this intimate connection with these sitcom characters that you love so much so absolutely i if if we mess this up, I know that um, there's a, a huge fan base that would want to punch yeah. us in the neck. Yeah, we'll hear about it for sure. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> well, guys, it's so nice thank to have you, you here. Kind thank of you to have us. John, yes. thank you so much. We're so excited to see this. You can catch the premiere of Night Court Tuesday at 8 p.m. right here on NBC. All right. And you guys can now bond now over New Jersey once we go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, Lala Anthony is live in studio today. We are going to catch up with her and find out about her hit show, Back now for season two. Good morning to you. And then later, get on board with Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer is shaking up dinner with pizza boats. She'll show you how to make those for dinner tonight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, 
reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. I've been waiting all morning to say, ooh, la, la. Uh, we are in for a treat this morning. Uh, Lala Anthony broke out in the early 2000s as one of the hosts of MTV's TRL right days. there with our own Carson Daly. Did you see him? This I morning? didn't see him. I didn't, I didn't see, see him. him. Oh, he he slips right after. Yeah, I love Carson. I did not get to see him. Oh. Well, she eventually ventured off into the world of acting, starring in the hit show Power. And now oh, Lala nice. plays Marquisha Taylor in BMF. It is nice back for season two. It's inspiring. Inspired by the true story of brothers Demetrius, Big Meech, uh, Flannery, and, and, and Terry Southwest, a T-Flannery. Yeah, so they led one of the most prominent drug trafficking organizations in the United States. And this season, Terry will stop at nothing to get Marquise's attention. So we recommend Hey, remember me? Uh, I saw you at the scene yesterday. We also met at Club Taboo. It was a while back. I used to be one of Pat Top Earners. Terry. How can I help you, sir? I need to be added to the insurance for my sedan business. Oh, okay, so I just need you to fill this out, provide me with your business tax ID, and I'll get everything filed. Long night, huh? Nah, I just need these shades to look at you, sunshine. Just fill this form out and get it back to me. Was there anything else? I want to hear. Is there <laughs> One of those classic else? Craig Melvin lines. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning. morning. Al, I'm so happy to see oh, you. Thank Welcome you. back. And thank yes, you for you've your been prayers. in our prayers. Thank I love you. it. I love it. Well, season one of BMF was a huge success, and now everybody's all excited. Your role has been expanded for season mm-hmm. two. What can we expect? Well, we can expect a very complicated, sometimes toxic relationship between Markeisha and, and Terry. Markeisha well, is an older Marquisha. woman compared to Terry and kind of like taking him on as a project and trying to teach him how to be a man and be successful in any business that he does. And us women tend to find guys and turn them into our projects. So that's what happens here. And all kind of crazy stuff ensues in uh, season two. But it's such an incredible show. And I'm super excited that everyone's loving it so far. And again, it's based on, you know, based on true story, but the, the names have been changed, but the characters behind them are very much real. Mm-hmm. Did you have a lot of contact with the families? Yes, it was amazing. We filmed some of BMF in Detroit, which is where the BMF sto- mm-hmm. story started. And we got to go back to Meech and Terry's house that they grew up in. We met their whole family, their mom, and we filmed in the house that oh, wow. they grew up in. How oh, many wow. times does that get to happen? So any questions we had, any anything we needed to know was right there wow. in front of us. So that made for an even more incredible experience. So, so the show's executive produced by, by 50 Cent, mm-hmm. of obviously uh, a powerhouse, did power, yeah. which you uh, starred in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're friends. How does one become friends with, uh, with 50? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was back in my MTV days when he was uh, coming oh, to promote right. Get Rich or Die Trying. And we just hit it off. He, he's so smart. He's been such an incredible mentor and friend to me. And we've been able to do some great business together from Power to BMF. We're also producing a ton of content together. I learned so much from 50. And I'm, I'm always say how grateful I am to him for these amazing opportunities. And I think we make a, a great, a great business team. Yeah. And you're a busy woman. You people. Um, a, a lot of folks excited for this movie. Eddie Murphy, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Nia Long. I mean, what's it like to be part of this cast? And what's what's the set? Like? Oh, that was that was incredible. Jonah Hill as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so hilarious. But I would I would sit on set and literally just say, Eddie Murphy is standing right there. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I awesome. always say I never want to get to a point in my career where those moments become like normal or old. Like I was like, no, no, I'm in a movie with Eddie Murphy. This is actually crazy. And it was such a great experience. It's so funny. Shout out to Kenya Bears who directed it. And uh, we're super excited for everybody to see it. Lala, is it true? I heard recently that you're doing some work at Rikers. Yes, absolutely. What what is that about? So I have an initiative called 360 out out of Rikers and we're helping young men with their time during Rikers, helping them with re-entry, getting them jobs, helping them through their court process. Mm. It's really a 360 full circle program. And we're super excited about the success we've been having and just um, what we've been able to do there. It it truly is incredible. How did you get, uh, how did that become such a passion for you? Well, you know, having a son who's 15 years old, the the young men in my group are ages 18 to 21. And I feel like when I'm speaking to them, I'm speaking to my son, Kyan. And, you know, I just have such a special place in my heart, especially for young black and brown boys. And I want to make sure they have resources and opportunities to succeed in life and be given second chances. So I'm really proud of of the initiative and want to keep it going. I admire you for how you use your platform. When I walked over to her today, I'm like, she keeps getting better. She keeps evolving. And one moment we're, we're learning about Rikers. There are people around the country who may not know. And then the next moment we're cheering for Cayenne. I have a Cayenne. He's 15. 15. I mean, four. we saw him play a game against LeBron James, his son, which was like epic. That I was, mean, seriously. That was history because 21 years prior, LeBron played mellow in oh high school. Oh my gosh. So wow. for 21 years later to have the same thing happen that with Diane and Bryce and Bronny was absolutely, I would say, one of my best basketball moments so far. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, cheers to more moments. I mean, between yes. the shows, the movies. Yes. Your son. The advocacy you. work. Yeah, Thank it's you. good stuff. Thank I appreciate you, that. I love coming here seeing you guys. We love Come anytime. Anytime. BMF airs Friday nights, as you know, on Stars. Coming up. Get on the boat for Superfood Friday. <laughs> I, gave, I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. You guys have been eating a lot. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, no, You've noticed. Just ask my hips. Joy Bauer squashing oh, everything you thought you knew about pizza night. <laughs> Third off today, right back out. I mean, to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We go to Joy. Can we just get, show a, a shot of our crowd out yes. there? We got a, a, a big crowd selfies. outside today. Hey guys. <laughs> like they're like, wait, we're on. There you yes. go. All right. Sorry. Wait, wait, let's no, go. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There we go. Including some Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> got some Gamecocks out there, baby. Sorry, uh, sorry. If it's Friday, sorry. it's Superfood Friday. Yes, it is. And today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer is here with the with the really cool, fun dinner idea. She's taking a seasonal winter vegetable and she's giving it. A pizza makeover. Is that right, Troy? Oh, yeah. You guys are going to love this one. So basically what I'm doing is I'm taking two beloved dishes, saucy spaghetti and cheesy pizza, colliding them, and we're going to 
build it in a spaghetti squash. And for people that haven't experimented yet with a spaghetti squash, I'm going to give you the 101, everything you need to know. Head to the store. It's budget-friendly, and it's mm-hmm. available all winter long. Okay. I love this vegetable. So the hardest part about using a spaghetti squash is slicing it, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it has a thick skin. It's heavy. So here's the ultimate hack. I put it in the microwave oh. for three minutes. And it softens it up and it just makes it that much easier. There it goes, right? Brilliant. Just three minutes. And the cool part is not only. Thank you for that. (laughs) We're like, ooh. (laughs) So here I am. I'm cutting it up. You still need a nice sharp knife. Mm -hmm. And you will scoop out the seeds. And you could use the seeds to prepare something else or you could just discard them. But then you're basically ready to go. So here I have mine right right over here. And we're going to zhuzh the inside a little bit before we bake it. So Mm -hmm. I'm adding in about just a teaspoon of olive oil, or you could spray it as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to rub this with my hands a little bit and then sprinkle on a little bit of kosher salt and a little bit of black pepper. You take your baking sheet. Now, this is very important. Okay. When you bake it in the oven, what you want to do whoops, is flip them upside down. Mm. So the cut part is going to go down on the baking sheet. In the oven, this goes set at 400 for about 30 minutes. Now, Mm -hmm. normally, a spaghetti squash will take about 40 minutes. But remember, we slightly cooked it already in the microwave. So not only do you make it softer to cut, you also cut back on cook time. Okay. So while my squash is in the oven, I want to make this super hearty and um, protein-packed. So I take a few strips of pre-cooked poultry sausage. The poultry sausage is going to be healthier. I slice it up into thin wheels just like that. Truth be told, you could skip the next step, but when you sear it, it just intensifies Mm -hmm. that flavor. It's going to brown it. It's going to bring it to the next level. So I would say go for it. It's just a couple of minutes. Now our squash is ready. And I came out of the oven, so I flip it over. You can see it's nice and cooked. Caramelized. we are going to turn this into spaghetti. And this is why it's called spaghetti squash. You take a fork Mm -hmm. and you just fluff just like Mm -hmm. this and you wind up making a great big shell filled with spaghetti strands. Let me make sure that you could. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we see it. I want to try it. And so you you have to try this. And there's a lot of different variations. So I'm going to show you how to just make now a straight pizza variation. And, um, and then later on Instagram, I'll show you all different other variations as well. Hawaiian style. Mm. I got a veggie style. So you pour your sauce inside. Oh, look at that. Now let's go back to the sausage guys. I'm going to take my sausage and in it goes. Mm, That's creative. This is great. Stir this up. Now it's pizza. So what do we need? We need cheese. Cheese. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit more sauce over the top. Okay. See, so I'm always like a my- little skeptical with some of these recipes because this sounds so healthy, but this looks delicious. Dylan, you got to make it. You got to make <laughs> it. And then I'm going to put a little bit of parm on here and Very then nice. a little bit of crushed oh, red pepper good. flakes or oregano. Yum. This goes under the broiler for mm-hmm. just a good. few minutes. So we have a picture of the finish. It is gooey and oh, ooey. There it is. Oh, wow. Coming right out of the this. oven. 
Yeah. Yum. And again, I also have, um, I'm going to show you over here. Ooh. I have a version with pineapple nice, and with pizza. sliced ham. If you want. Mm. Yeah. I, I think some people are team yes and team yeah. no for this one, but you if you love it, it's really there. nice. Joy, <laughs> you can pretty much put anything in here. And that's this fantastic. Looks with vegetables. Amazing. Joy, thank you. Like thank the vegetable you. version of the bread bowl. Well yeah, done. Well that's done, right. Joy. That's thank right. you, Joy. For that <laughs> recipe, Bye -bye, you know guys. where to go, folks. It's today.com slash food. Third hour today. Right back after this. So coming up Monday on the third hour of today, we are going to help you get organized in 2023. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, the Property Brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott are here. Be sure to tune in tomorrow to watch Earth Odyssey with Dylan Dreyer and my show, Wild Child, with Chanel Jones. Those are two of my favorite shows. You've never seen them before in your life. We'll see you on Monday. Oh, this was your favorite show. This is a third.